Welcome to Culture Bites, where we take culture theory and turn it into everyday insights. We're powered by Human Synergistics, and our mission is to change the world one organization at a time. We can only do that together with our amazing community, so thank you for listening. Welcome to Culture Bites. My name's Dominic Gawley. I'm a consultant with Human Synergistics Australia, and I'm joined by my fellow consultant, Ian Crothers. Hey, Ian. Hey, Dom. How are you going? Yeah, doing really well, Ian. Hey, as a master in the circumflex. (laughs) (laughs) Steady on. (laughs) It's always a a, a setup, overselling someone. But as someone who knows a fair bit about a circumflex, done a few debriefs in your day, Ian, I want to get you in to talk about the approval style. All right, so approval style, particularly as it relates to the Lifestyles Inventory, LSI, and kind of get your thoughts around, you know, what is that style? What might it look like? You know, if I've just been debriefed and this has appeared in my profile, you know, how should I be thinking about it? What could I do? Stuff like that. How does that sound? Yeah, good, good. I must say that I I'm now a little bit suspect about why you've invited me specifically <laughs> to come in today and talk about what, that topic. <laughs> yes, I think anyone that knows me in the team at work knows that I have a fairly good uh, familiarity with that particular style on the circumflex. So I'm quite sure that's influenced your decision about who, who you've chosen to come and chat to you today on that one. <laughs> not, not at all. It's kind of like when we do... Um, Accreditation, we get people to explain different styles. We just randomly assign them, but people are like, you gave this to me on purpose, didn't yeah, you? All, all good. Uh, yeah, I enjoy talking about it. So how would you describe it? What is the approval style to you in? Yeah, so just, you know, in, in terms of just a strict uh, definition, you know, when we're thinking about it, when the scores are really high, so sort of, an, you know, 90th percentile plus kind of score in approval, there, there is this sense that, I need to fit in, I need to be liked, you know, so it, it's, you know, something that is obviously limiting for mm. people if it's that kind of level because it's very hard to, to focus on, on anything other than, you know, I best not rock the boat, uh, mm. you know, I really need to fit in. It's important for me to fit in and, and be liked. And it's almost, you know, the low end is, oh, I want to be liked, and I yeah. we all do. Yeah. Well, most of us do anyway. But... As it gets higher, it's that I need to be liked. Yeah. So what does that mean? Yeah, yeah. I think it's uh, it's a question of uh, what's motivating you to do the things that you're doing, you know. Mm. And, and so the motivation that's that's present here is, you know, if I have people like me, then that's kind of safe for me. You know, that's a safe place for me. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, if I feel accepted, if I feel people like me, you know, that's a place of less risk for me you know it's it's where i feel secure if i feel like people like me but of course you know there's limitations to that isn't there you know and and what can happen with extensions in the approval style because there is this sort of over preoccupation with you know what do people think of me you know we can be quite willing to almost self sacrifice you know give away things that are potentially important to you but if it keeps the, the greater peace, you know, you're, you're willing to kind of cut that loose for the broader goal of having people like you and, and being able to fit in. Mm. I think this is one, I was going to say, we're all familiar with. At least I am. And you talked about yourself as well. You know, it probably flares up and down a bit. Yeah. You know, but definitely one I had in my profile too some time ago. And I reckon today still comes up. You know, there's times where you can feel it where you're like, why am I saying yes right now to this thing? Because yeah. I don't actually want to do it, but I'm saying yes. Yeah. 
it's kind of the that's a link to the the point around motivation, you know. And I guess we're, we're sort of jumping ahead a little bit to to you know what you might do to try to moderate it. But but for me, that was always or has become a key question. You know, if because I I have a tendency and have had a tendency in the past to just say yes to all sorts of stuff. You know, if I thought it would keep people happy, you know, I have people like me. Now I am aware of that. I sort of can catch myself in the moment a little bit and just ask myself, you know, what would be my motivation for saying yes? You know, and if it's something that I would genuinely enjoy and would get something out of, then then sure, you know, I, I may very well say yes. But if I, you know, hand on heart can kind of realize uh, or have the awareness that it's, uh, if I was to say yes, it's purely to, to keep others happy and there's not a whole lot in it for me. In fact, it might be detrimental to me. Then now that's good awareness to have because I, I may well now make a different decision to mm. what I'd had, you know, potentially done in the past, which is essentially say yes to all sorts of stuff. Mm. And so what, what's the cost of that, right? If we're saying yes to all sorts of stuff, if we're focused on keeping others happy, like why, why is that less effective potentially? Yeah. Well, I think what can end up happening is that the, the only person that you're not keeping happy is yourself. So you, you end up kind of turning your back on, on yourself, really. In, in your effort to keep others happy, uh, you can quite easily lose sight of things that are important to you and things that you, you know, ideally would have wanted to focus on. Uh, it just doesn't happen because you, you're all too consumed with, you know, keeping other people happy. The other thing that, of course, happens is you, you just spread yourself too thin, you know, and mm. that's absolutely what happened with me. You know, I was, uh, you know, I think for a very long time, you know, very high on approval, but I was also exhausted <laughs> mm. for a long period of time, you know, and I, I think there's a correlation there, you know, my, a lot of energy and effort, you know, sort of scattergun all sorts of directions trying to keep a, a whole range of other people happy, but I was the one that was missing out. and. Uh, not just sort of missing out on things that I wanted to do, but just wearing myself out, mm. which is the impact on effectiveness, right? You can't be effective if you're tired all the time. Well, and if you can't sustain yeah. sustain it, yeah, exactly. And so how did it kind of play out for you? And you kind of <laughs> yeah, t- yeah. talked about your story a little, but... Yeah, like- yeah. Well, um, I, if um, saying yes to stuff and volunteering for stuff was an Olympic sport, <laughs> I, I was a gold medalist, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> so, I, you know, I got to various points in my life where I was on all sorts of committees and, you know, stuff that really, like looking at it now in hindsight, I had no interest <laughs> in doing that anyway. But I think, I think people maybe saw me as a bit of a soft touch, you know, like the, uh-huh. this guy's a world champion volunteer. Uh, <laughs> and, and so let's hit him up. And I, and I always found it very difficult to say no to things, you know. So away from work, you know, I was spread very, very thinly, you know, on all sorts of committees and, you know, things. But it worked too. You know, it, it absolutely played out at work for me as well, where you know, I, I was um, saying yes to all sorts of stuff. And, you know, other people, in fairness to them, would not have had visibility of the fact that others were also, you know, hitting right, me up for things. They, so, they only see their little slice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but in reality, um, you know, I was just burning the candle at both ends, you know, just, just, and just took its toll in the end. I just ran out of gas, essentially, you know, oh. a, few, a few years ago. But, you know, just all through this really strong sense of, I want people to like me. I want to fit in. I don't want to upset others. And so the best strategy there is just to say yes. You know, I don't like. I don't like saying no. You know, I didn't like saying no to things. Mm. And because it's almost when you say that, 
It's almost putting other people and, and their needs above your own. Yes, that's what it is. Right, yeah. I've got to keep everyone else happy. Make sure they're pleased, their needs are taken care of. Right, but where's in in this picture? Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, that's it. You, just, you can just sort of get swallowed up in it. Yeah, and look, I reckon it's one I definitely, and I think a lot of people resonate with that. You know, there's definitely times where I'm saying yes to a bunch of stuff and I'm spreading myself really thin. Yeah. And it's like, I don't want to be doing half of the stuff. <laughs> you know, like, and, and why am I doing it? We talked about earlier. You know, the other thing, of course, you know, we all sort of know this. It sort of makes sense, you know, that we know it, that, that it's actually not possible to keep everyone happy, is it? You know, mm. it's like you're, you're just sort of doomed to fail. Mm. <laughs> it's never going to work. And if you're getting evidence of the fact it's not working, which is sort of logical, like that's going to happen, right? It makes you very anxious. You, you double know, down. Yeah. yeah, that's right. That's right. You sort yeah. of try even harder. And so it just sort of has this, well, for me anyway, you know, I can't talk about everyone, but in my case, just had this real sort of snowball, you know, it's sort of just grown out of control. But, you know, it's unrealistic, isn't it, to think that you can all, A, say yes to everything, like this is not enough hours in the day, but also you're not going to be able to keep everyone else happy, you know. So it's sort of an unreasonable expectation to have on yourself. And But the more you kind of see evidence of it maybe not working out that way, you, you try even harder, I think, and it just gets, mm. just sort of, sort of feeds off itself. Mm. So there's that cost of self that we kind of talked about, but I think there's also a cost to the outcome, you know, because if, you know, you and I are sitting down, we're having a discussion about, you know, we've got to make some decision and so on. It's like, I don't think Ian's, Ian's opinion there or his, his decision isn't the best one. But if I'm high on approval, I might, well, I don't want to step on his toes and get offside with Ian. So I'll just say yes anyway. Yeah. Right. And so rather than having that healthy, healthy conflict, healthy, you know, differing, we just kind of sweep it under the rug. Yeah. You know, and, and actually it just triggered me to think of as well, what can happen is we're trying to maintain harmony. All right, if I can just keep everyone happy, things are harmonious. Yeah. And isn't that great? You know, and yeah, harmony is a nice thing, right? Peaceful is nice. But what can happen is we're not actually resolving the differences or the, or the conflict. We're just kind of pushing it underground, all right? Because I'm actually not in agreement with you. I'm just not saying it, right? And so it's kind of superficial harmony. Right, but I'm not actually in agreement. I'm yeah. not actually happy with <laughs> what's going on here. And so sometimes what can happen is we go along, we play along, everything's smooth until I get pushed to a point where, well, now I'm just not happy. I'm going to let you know about it. And it almost can flip. Yeah. You know? <clears throat> yeah, that's, that's true. You know, I, um, you know, would oftentimes after the event, kind of get quite frustrated with myself. <laughs> yeah. You know, I've done it again. Yeah. You know, I've, I've, yeah. Here I am. I've signed up to volunteer at Little Athletics or something. You, you know, <laughs> I've got no interest in doing that whatsoever. But, you know, so you, you'd sort of get cranky with yourself. I think that's uh-huh. the other kind of downside of it, that it would dawn on, on me, you know, after the event that, you know, look what you've just done sort of thing and, and uh, then just get frustrated with yourself, which is not great either, you know. Uh. And so how can people work with it? And you start talking about the question you kind of ask yourself. Yeah, yeah. So, that, you know, the LSI, you know, we describe it as an awareness-raising tool, don't we? So, you know, once I, you know, had the awareness of it and had the awareness of the potential downsides for this, it just became good information to have 
I was able to maybe start to catch myself a little bit earlier in the process. And, and the, the kind of, as I said, the key question for me was this question of motivation. So, so being able to kind of just pause before diving in boots and all and just kind of asking myself, you know, what's my motivation for, for doing this, right? Wow. So, so the, as we know, you know, the approval style sits in the bottom end of the, the circumplex, as, you know, a security motivation as opposed to satisfaction needs motivation. So, you know, if I could answer the question of, you know, what's my motivation? Why might I be considering doing this? You know, if I, if I hand on heart felt it was in the top end of the circumplex, like I'm actually going to really enjoy this. This is a great opportunity. I'm going to learn something, have, have fun, you know, then that's one Go thing. For yeah. Go for it, you know. But oftentimes, you know, I, I, I have to be honest with myself and, and kind of say, you know what, that's kind of coming from a bottom end of the circumplex I don't place. Want to upset. And so I was able to catch myself because I was, I was pretty aware now of the potential downsides of just kind of going with it when it wasn't going to kind of resource me in any way and in fact end up just being a drain for mm. me. So, so that was sort of the first thing, just sort of training myself to catch myself a little bit earlier and the way that I could start to try to learn to do that was mm. through asking my, myself, you know, consider the motivation here. But in, in a practical sense, you know, approval, as we know, sits in the passive defensive uh, cluster uh, on the model and the circumplex model. And, and that is directly across from self-actualizing and achievement. Oh. So those two blue styles. And so for me, the, the challenge has been, you know, what, how do I sort of flip it and focus a little bit more in there? Oh, you know, I, I sort of started, I think, with achievement, just little steps, just little steps. But I guess it relates to self-actualizing too, doesn't it? But just trying to get some clarity around what is some stuff that's important to me, you know, at work and away from work. And let's have a crack at having some self-set goals around that. So for me anyway, the, the antidote, if you like, to the high approval was trying to spin it around, trying to focus on achievement and or self-actualizing and just, you know, putting myself in the driver's seat of me a little bit more than is the case when it's a, you know, a, a highly approval-focused approach. So, yeah, so it's all about sort of self-set goals. But I think the secret to it looks at, you know, certainly in my case, uh, is to not be overly kind of ambitious in the number of goals that you set for yourself or sign up for, you know. So just a, a couple of things, just a couple of things to start to build some momentum. That was helpful for me. You know, rather than here's the 45 things I want to do, it sort of becomes unrealistic, you know. But a couple of things, just just sort of trying to get clear on that and sort of holding yourself accountable to it a bit. So just a couple of key things. What what I liked or resonated for me when you're saying that was around clarity of what I do want to do. Because I think what can happen or, or clarity of self-set goals and what's important to me and, and stuff like that, right? Because with the lack of clarity, I think, is when we can find ourselves saying yes to lots yeah. of stuff. Because I don't have a good reason for why I would say no. Do you know what I mean? Because I'm not <laughs> yeah. clear on where I do want to spend my time, what is important to me, how I do resource myself, what I want to achieve. And so if we don't have a clear picture of that, then it's easy to get sucked into different things that actually, I, when I think about it after the fact, I get frustrated because actually I didn't really want to do that, but here I am doing it. And so it's that, I think clarity is just so crucial. Pre-thinking out what is really important to me, what do I want to do, what do I want to achieve, helps you then guide your decisions. Yeah. And if you've got that framework 
already established, you know, in your head, then you can use it to assess decisions coming in. Whereas if I'm not clear, I don't have that framework, it becomes much harder to assess stuff coming in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Dom, you know, following on from that, there's one other key element, I think, that is important. And this is something I had to kind of, you know, and I'm not there yet, like this is not a, you know, tick the box, the job's done sort of stuff. But it was sort of training myself to also acknowledge and recognize my progress. You know, people ah. that are bearing in mind, uh, you know, I was uh, my kind of approach was to try to work on my achievement. People who um, are high on achievement are very good at doing that. You know, they they stop and smell the roses kind of stuff. You know, so it's a it's a pat on the back. It's an acknowledgement that that we're moving forward. If you let that go through to the keeper, you know, that's a, that's a shame as well. So that's another element to it. So it's not just about having you know the goals. These are the things I want to work on. It's also stopping regularly to just acknowledge, you know, like to yourself that you're making some progress and mm. that you're actually, you know, are, are achieving some of the things that you're, you're setting out to achieve. And, you know, you're not always going to get there, you know, there's always going to be bumps in the road, but that's okay too, right? And it, but it's just acknowledging that in the, the broader scheme of things, I'm, I'm, this is some stuff I'm working on, this is how I'm working on it, and that I am actually making some progress. You know, that's, a, that's an important piece of your self-talk, I think. Mm. You know, if we think about it from an LSI 1 perspective, you know, folks who are maybe lower on achievement, you know, they kind of don't tend to do that, you know, and I just think that's an important ingredient, you know. So it's uh, setting the goals is part A of the exercise, but, but part B is the, you know, constant reminding of oneself that we're making progress and sort of, you know, celebrating if you like, for yourself, the, you know, the, the progress that you're making is important to build momentum. Otherwise, it's very easy to just slip back. Yeah. And, you know, you're just not acknowledging the progress that you're making. It's, it's that self-efficacy, right? And, and under achievement is my effort makes a difference. So it's actually just reflecting on <laughs> yeah. my effort has made a difference. So I set these goals. Sometimes I think an easy analogy is running. Before we start running, we're not fit. Getting a kilometer out is, you know, tough work or something. But when we've been doing it, we can now run two kilometers, three kilometers, five yeah. kilometers, whatever. But it's acknowledging that progress. Yeah. And sometimes it's easy to skip that. Yeah. Step, right? I, yeah. I think, well, look, you know, talking about my case, you know, so this mm. may or may not apply for, for other folks who, who are maybe trying to work on approval. But that was an important part, you know, for me just the awareness that I had around the fact that I never used to do that, uh. you know. Um, I was uh, pretty good at beating myself up and, you know, uh, uh. not acknowledging, you know, the, the progress I was making on certain things or the, the outcomes that I was achieving in certain things. It all just got lost, you know. So it's an important part of it. So not just the goals, but it, but you're making some progress. But that's a, that was sort of a skill I had to develop almost, you know, because uh. historically I'd not been good at that. And it's all in the messaging you're telling yourself, aren't you, in terms of what's important and all of that, how you're talking to yourself, what you're asking of yourself. So an element of that needs to be celebrating with yourself, you know, the oh. progress that you're making. So it sort of goes hand in hand, right? We're setting the goals, but we're acknowledging the progress we're making. And it's about building some momentum, you know. So we, you know, a lot of this stuff's just habit, isn't it? You know, it's just habits that we've built up over the course of our lives. And this is about changing habits, developing some new habits. Uh, habits in terms of how we talk to ourselves and so for me the goals piece was a very important part but the habit of celebrating and 
giving myself a pat on the back. That's a pretty important habit to develop as well. I love that. And so if, if you're listening, you've just had a LSI debrief and had a bit of approval in your profile. My takeaways from, from that chat in was around, you know, pausing and asking that question. All right, what's my motivation right now for saying yes or for doing this thing or whatever? Why am I doing that? All right, great question. Great pause to ask. It's getting clarity. What's important to me? What are my goals? All right, what do I want to achieve? And then taking time out to acknowledge the progress towards those goals right, and celebrating that success rather than, as you say, letting it go through to the keeper. So acknowledging that. Awesome. I hope that helps you if, if that's in your profile. That's awesome. You know, All keep right. working on it moving forward. Thanks, then. All right. Thanks, Dom. Thanks for listening to this episode of Culture Bites. If you enjoy the show, remember to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, leave us a review. It helps other people to find the show. If you have a question you'd like us to answer, email podcast at human-synergistics.com.au. We'd love to answer it. This podcast is copyrighted by Human Synergistics Australia, all rights reserved. To learn more about what we do, visit human-synergistics.com.au. Thank you.